Process Podcast episode 212. 212. It really feels like a Friday today. It felt like a Saturday to me, to be honest oh, with yeah. you. Well, you had the day off. Yeah. I worked. Work I worked today to not work tomorrow. Um was the idea. Cause I'd rather have a th- a long weekend as opposed to a day off kind of midweek, come back to work and then have a weekend. That just seems annoying. Maybe, but I also kind of like the idea of that. I just feel like on the Friday, if I did take today off on the Friday, I would be mega lazy, you know? Just like, oh, maybe, but do a Monday. What if it was the opposite? What if it was like, mm. here, work these three days and then take the Thursday off, like kind of middle ish in the week, almost at the end of the week, to just chill out. You know, give yourself a break, give your mind a break, and then we'll come back to one more day and just get a bunch of shit done. Then you got the weekend. Hmm. You bring up a it's kind of the point. idea of like instead of being like, let me stay up twelve hours straight and then take a break. Mm-hmm. It's like let me do this certain amount of hours, then take a break, and then finish it, hmm. do it better and in less time, and then I can take a break after. You bring up a very fair point there. I kind of like that idea. Right? Like, I don't know. I Hmm. think that would be, I mean, for like where I'm working now, no. I'd be like, let me have the three-day weekend for sure. Yeah. But if it was a job that you don't hate looking forward to. So a job that you do look forward to. Sorry, yeah. (laughs) A job that you don't, a job that you don't hate the idea of going into work and Mm -hmm you know, whatever. It's something you actually enjoy doing, then I think that would make sense. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Right? Because if you're trying to do like a full week and it's like Friday, Friday becomes the lazy day. Because... That's true. true. Because everyone's so fed up, right? They're like, we're almost at the weekend. We've had a long week. We're just done with the week. But instead, it's like that day almost becomes unproductive anyways because of that mood. So it's like, why not let's sacrifice a day or half a day in the middle of the week, a Wednesday or a Thursday, let everyone, you know, take a break and build some energy and go do off something, you know, go do something they want to do and then come back and let's finish strong and have a productive Mm -hmm. day and then get the most out of the day. Mm -hmm. And then you have the, the weekend anyways. I kind of like that idea. I like that too. Are you... I don't know the the name of it, but there's a method of working where you do, it's kind of like sprints where you work for 25 minutes straight and take a break, deep focus. And then you take a five minute break and then you do another 25 minutes and then a five mm. minute break. Or if you're feeling good after 25 minutes, you go up to 45 and then take a 15 minute break. Right. And in, in my case, if I were to adopt that, I would probably do the 45 minutes straight of work and then have a 15-minute break, make a coffee, go sit outside or something like that. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Or I, is that something that you've explored? I would 
I like the idea. I don't know if it works for me personally mm-hmm. because I'm the type of person that's like, I, once I'm on a roll, then like, I want to try and kind of, you know, once I'm in the zone, I want to try and stay in there as long as I can mm-hmm. until it gets unhealthy. How do you know? When like, obviously unhealthy? there's, well, I mean, I guess the tough thing, right? Cause like, you don't, that's when you, that's when we'd be at school and we do like all night. Right. Mm. And it's like, well, maybe I don't have to do all night and maybe it would have been healthier to like still go late, but take some time off and have a break. And I, and then I would have got up earlier go and home. been more go productive anyways. Instead of seven. Yeah. And I would have got, even though I lost six hours of potential mediocre work, Mm-hmm. I have if I went back and slept, I've now gained this amount of hours of productive work, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, but, but that's tough. I mean, every now and then, yeah, like we say all the time, all nighters and stuff like that happens. But I don't know. I like the idea. Like, I don't think I could do twenty five minutes. No, too and then short. purposely take a break because then it'd be like, there's times where I'm like, you go for three hours and then you're like. You don't look at the time, and then you realize three hours has passed. You're like, "Holy shit!" That was literally right because you're just in the zone. All star stuff. I'm like, "Whoa!" Yeah, the time just flies, right? Yeah, when you're in when you're in the zone. But I like the idea of 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 taking the breaks. I think it's it's powerful, especially especially in design, right? Where it's you're thinking so much, like it's all about the critical thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And the problem solving. And then once you just, you know. You got to take a step back and it's the equivalent of taking a step back on your sketch and seeing if looking at the big picture and be like, does it even look right? Yeah. Does it make sense? You yeah. know, you got to take a, that break and go to the bathroom, go get a coffee, go outside for a bit, whatever it is, kind of reset your brain and your eyes and then come back to it and be like, oh man, I didn't even spot this here. This looks garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, like something like that. I, I, feel, it, I feel like we need to be encouraged to take breaks more often. In terms of, I think in school in general because, well, and that's the thing I was gonna quickly say like, be a lot of our schedules like I'd say we've got pretty lucky with our schedules at Humber. You remember first year, I had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Wednesday was one class, Monday was two classes, Thursday was three Mm -hmm. classes. Thursday or Tuesday was always the longest day. That was tip. That was like an eight to five yeah, day. It's like a, th- yeah. Um, but and then thir- it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. See, I didn't have that because I had the Friday model making oh, class. That sucks. In first semester and then second semester, we had the same one, right? That's true. Which was also on Fridays, I think. Uh, I think it was Wednesday. Was it really? For some reason, I remember only having model making on a Friday. Could have been a Friday. But I don't remember. I don't remember much of the of second. But I remember semester. like third and maybe first semester, or fourth year or something, where you'd have like Monday, Tuesday, then Wednesday break, and then Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday break. Yeah, we did have. That. And you have that break that you have that two days of a lot of classes, and then one day break, and then studio, and then you have the long weekend every week. And there's something about yeah. having a break mm-hmm. for a day, which in the grand scheme of the whole week is a very small, is a small break. Yeah. And then you get back to it for a day. 
and then you I have the rest that. of the week off. I remember I like the Wednesday, having the Wednesday. Yeah. Off. I just like the idea of that, you know, having that break to kind of, and not having a break of like, okay, we got the weekend. I can forget about Monday and starting the next work week for a few days, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, sometimes that just happens and it's nice, but that's so like, it's sad that everyone they're like, oh, we're going crazy on the weekend because we want, we don't want to think about the next work week already because they dread it so much. Yeah, it's, yeah just, that just seems depressing. To which me. is which is scary. I I don't want to like. Hopefully, I don't. You know, a good portion of my career won't be like that. Hopefully, I you mean, never want to get right? so jaded that you start living for Saturdays. And yeah, Sundays. I don't because that's where I'm like right now, and I don't want to be doing like that for the, especially if it's a career or something you actually enjoy right because mm-hmm. it would it'll 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 ruin it right it'll kind of suck the the fun of the 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 passion out of it yeah but then going back to what we were just talking about about being encouraged to take breaks i think absolutely i agree however there's a part of me that i think would you'd say is a part of you too where it's the the the, the goggins voice stay hard don't be a little yeah. bitch. Stay hard. Exactly. But like there's him in the back of my mind and like all other designers and stuff I've heard talking where they're like, well, do you want to be, do you want to stand out in your career? You want to get a design yeah. job? You want to work at these companies? You want to be the top at these companies? You want to be, you want to have your name known? You want to get all these other opportunities? Well, like, well, you got to sacrifice everything. Mm-hmm. You're not sleeping much. You're not dating people you're you're not mm-hmm. with your family you're not you know having the weekends off and doing whatever you want a lot of the time like you are grinding so that you can get into that career yeah. and then you can kind of let off the gas a bit and live a bit ultimately you want to put in the the effort early on so then you can kind of relax later in life or later in how your much career, of that do you think is is not to say that they're being disingenuous, but I'm curious as to how much of it is storytelling, flotsam and jetsam kind of a thing. Well, because we we could actually, talk about we could yeah. talk about fourth year as like a, a true grind. You know, like we were in the studio for eight, to like twelve to sixteen hours a day, and barely sleeping, and working on the weekends, working through everything barely going home would come home to eat like go back to the house eat and then would be yeah. back in the studio within 45 minutes and would then stay there for the rest of the night we would order food there and that is effectively what we did but it's not like we were being 110 percent productive every single second that we were there you know? no and i think i think it's exactly it it's not like it's not like we're working at a coal mine yeah for like you know what Felt i mean like it it's sometimes some sometimes but that's just that's just life right like mm-hmm. any any program any job anything is going to be like that sometimes that's kind of the point right like there will be shitty days there'll be really difficult days really easy days and then a lot of just in between mm-hmm. but like and that's just just how the fucking universe works i guess but I, it's interesting because I was thinking, I was thinking that when I'm listening to all these, I'm like, how, like if, 
they're talking about how they're good at storytelling because that's a huge part of design. Mm -hmm. But are there kind of obviously they can back up their claims because they know, did. I follow them. You see all the work and you can see that they, okay, they work for these companies and they're responsible for working on these designs or whatever. But it's like, well, if they're that good at storytelling, are they putting on a bit of storytelling when they're talking about their 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 process, their yeah. path? Mm -hmm. Possibly, right? But and there's a way of framing it too. I think there's a way of framing it where yeah, it comes across as you need to be like to quote like the Gary Vaynerchuk hustle bro type thing versus oh god that guy's crazy versus say you have someone like Matt Diavella who focuses on working intentionally. And I'm going to relate this again back to my man crush, Take a Shot, Anders Warming, where he talks about when he Take ends up in a leadership role. Yeah, Zach's drinking alcohol. I'm drinking a kale smoothie. Accurate depiction mm. of the difference between the That's, two of us. <laughs> I was going to say that pretty much sums it up. Um, <laughs> but Anders Warming talks to Sam, and in, in almost every podcast that he's been on, he references this where he talks about achieving the role of lead designer or design manager head head designer like head of head of mm -hmm. exterior at bmw or mini and not getting to sketch as much as he likes to in a role of higher authority so what does he do he says i i get in to the studio earlier typically around 7 seven thirty, and sketches for an hour before anyone shows up and anyone can start to distract him he doesn't say right. I get up super early and I put in the time and I, I get at least one hour of time in and he could, he could, he can tell the same story two different ways. One, which is the way he does tell it, makes it seem as if he's working intentionally. He's putting in the time because he wants to, and he's hustling for lack of a better word, but he's doing so with genuine intention. Whereas, right he could totally flip the script and say like what you got to do is you got to get up early you got to get you got to get into the studio early you have to put in those extra hours put in those early hours to put pen on paper churn out sketches churn out hundreds of sketches before anyone else shows up so that you know inside that you're doing the work it's the same story it's exactly the same thing mm -hmm. but it's being told in two different ways one of them is attractive to hear from a clickbait perspective. It's like get in early and do the work. It's but very it's very story harder. driven, right? It's motivating. But exactly. And it's a lot harder to actually do that. It's easy to yeah. have done it and say, yeah, you have to get in early and do the and do the work. Yeah. But it takes a specific type of person. And again, it's not to say that anyone who says they do that is being disingenuous, but I think it's all about how the person tells the story. And then how the person listening to it interprets it. Yeah. You know? And like, there's a thing of like, well, you could stay up all night. You could be working on something all day and all night. Yeah. Like we did many times, but you didn't really get anything meaningful done. Ooh. You know? Yeah. You got a lot of quantity done, mm -hmm. but it could be real garbage. You were sitting at, like, I don't name names, but there's people that we, we, we love, right? That we went to school with that deeply. We're there for 18 hours straight, but what did they actually get done? But then yeah. you would come in and work for half the amount of time 
and get way more done and then go home and still be able to sleep. Exactly. And then you're coming into the school as they're leaving. You know? Yeah, it happened like, many times. Many times. But it's like, well, I, I worked longer hours. It's like, yeah, but what do you actually... But did you get anything done? Were you productive those hours? Were those actually useful hours, right? I think what it is, though, is they're not, like, deceiving when they're talking about no, that. Like, no, it does no, take a lot of deceiving. work and really hard work, and it is a grind. I think... I mean, not even like they're purposely exaggerating it, but when you're telling a story like that, it kind of has this exaggeration put onto it because it's very story. It's very motivating. It sounds good. It's, a, right? it's the allure of the person who's got of working hard. They're working for. Yeah, because it motivates you. You're like, man, if I if that guy worked that hard and he is where he is, then like, if I work that hard, then I can be like, yeah. right? That's like the story, and then, you know. But it's big. I think what, the best analogy that just came to my head is like when, um, oh my god, I just forget it. Fuck. No, don't don't do this to your brain. It's okay. Um, it's okay. You can do this. Positive affirmations. Why did I just lose it? Something about sketching. Sketching late nights, all nighters, working half the time getting twice uh, as it was something about like, it, was, it was an analogy to like when they're saying like um yeah you're working that much mm-hmm. it's that grind and it seems like oh no it, okay it's not it is what it, when they say like oh i've done all this work that's the grind that is what you have to do you have to be sketching every day mm-hmm. you hear that every, every oh, all the time right brief side note today is Day three hundred and sixty-five of Sean sketching every single day. He did. He did send me a snap of it. I was like, "Hell yeah, man! Congratulations, um, Sean! Big claps! That is actually a sick achievement. That's Love actually it. like, that's why he went from where he was to where he is now, and still continues to grow because he's fucking awesome. That's why he's a fucking beast. That's why he's a beast, just because he does that every day. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you hear. It's how many times you hear anything designer, art later? It's like, how do you get? How do you get good at it? Well, you got to be sketching every day. How many times did Bruce tell me? You guys want to compete with this guy in the real world? You got to be sketching every day. Mm-hmm. That sounds dramatic. And it sounds exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And when people say like, that sounds like a grind, like, whoa, sounds like, that hard. seems almost not fun. But that doesn't necessarily mean a perfect, fully rendered, massive sketch. No. Every, like, Nor does it mean sketching for day. two to three hours a day. Could be it literally minutes. could be let me do a 10 minute sharpie sketch yeah. and that's my sketch for the day mm-hmm. but it that doesn't sound quite as good right it doesn't sound it's as like attractive. It, it, you think that it's like well it has to be a full render every day for me to get to kind of grow mm-hmm. right to gather that 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 progress but that's not how it works right it could just be a, a shitty little sketch at least you're just doing something every day yeah right like that's kind of the you know only that's why like i remember you know friends from high school that are in other programs and like accounting or sociology something like that yeah and it it, it's one of those things you you never compare struggles right Mm -hmm. but then they'd be like oh i have to do like a all-nighter to get this essay done and Mm -hmm. i'd be like 
I'm not trying to flex or sound like an asshole, but like I'm doing like maybe two all-nighters a week. I've got more all-nighters under my belt than you have hairs on your head. Right? <laughs> Probably. And it's, but it's like, well, they'd be like, wow, really? You have to do that many all-nighters? That sounds awful. And it's like, well, it isn't though, mm-hmm. because it's not like I'm in a cubicle on my own in the dark, sitting sitting in my room on my own Although all night. Although that does sound somewhat attractive. Especially to especially to an introvert, I'm like, oh, give me a kind cubicle of, like, in the dark. What's well, thing for me? I'm very introverted, but like, it wasn't like that. And it was like yeah. you said, it, we'd have all nighters in the shop, and it wasn't like every second of every minute of every hour was headphones on, staring at the page, sketching or 3D modeling or rendering or mm. model making, whatever. It's not when you're with people, people being there, you talk for a bit. Yeah. And then put, people put their headphones on. You get to work and you're at it for a few hours. And all of a sudden, someone will be like, hey, you want to go get a coffee? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of ask around the room and the majority of people say yes. And we go get a coffee. And it's that little mental break. Go on a bit of a walk. And then we come back. Yeah, a bit of walk. We come back. We're talking or chatting a bit. Then you get back to putting headphones on. work, And it's all of a sudden, like, we got used to the all-nighters. Where it's like, well, it wasn't like we're, like I said, it's not like we're working out of mine all night. Like, yeah. it wasn't that hard. Mm-hmm. we did difficult things but it didn't feel like because we took those breaks here's a it would be more of a chore if it was almost like torture if you were like you can't interact with anyone you're staring at the sheet you have mm-hmm. to get this done right yeah but and as soon as you went for those breaks or talked to those people and then went back to it it was always better yeah than just trying to stare at this page for hours and hours over and over again, trying to like do something. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's a lot of value in those, like taking breaks. And like you said, I don't think it's in, uh, it's encouraged enough. Like, you no, know, cause it makes you, it seems as if by not taking a break, by taking a break, you're being lazy. You're lazy. And someone else is not taking a break and therefore they have, the advantage and that's that's a very north so competitive American, that's a very north american it thing. is and it's dangerous because i mean to be fair bruce would say that to us but like that's because we needed the fucking that's because you guys you know yeah. yeah but he would he wouldn't say it like like that though he'd be like well you know you see this guy's sketches or you'd see us looking at sanguine sayak or some other guy's sketches and be like holy shit like right and bruce would be like well you know if you're playing video games you're out with your friends you're watching movies you're you're sleeping you're you know going out for food whatever that could be times when he's in the other side of the world sketching yeah and you're not and he didn't put in a way of like well he's he's got the advantage you you can't sleep anymore you have to be sketching more than this guy but he was like just think about it like well if he's got time like you've got this time but you're not using it for that whereas he's using it for that Mm mm-hmm that's why he's got that one up on you, right? That's why he's better. And, but that's where the danger comes in. Where it gets very competitive. And it's, I don't, I don't think that's like competitiveness in, in is definitely, I think needed and is very powerful. I think it's powerful for kids to be competitive, adults to be competitive. I, you know, through most, the, like the biggest, amount of of innovations 
come through competition. Mm-hmm. That's why in like wars, that's where the most innovation comes from. Yeah. Right? Because it's literally the most competitive thing. It's 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 liver diet. It's, it's mm-hmm. right. There's it's no it's surviving. There's no alternative. That's the most that's the that's the most extreme level of competition, right? So the most innovation comes from that's where we've invented the most shit, right? Mm-hmm. Or how much stuff did NASA invent trying to go to the moon to beat the Russians? Like, we got a lot of shit from that because they were Stanley like, well, we Kubrick have to filmed do it. the moon landing. <laughs> Controversial topic. I saw another meme of that today where it was like, really? The conspiracy theorists saying, like, oh, you know, it was um, CGI. It was all like computer generated, right? And then it's like a picture. It's like CGI from 19, from the 60s. And it's like the worst thing you've ever seen. <laughs> Right? It's like, hmm, yeah, well, I don't know like, if that was there's CGI There's a conspiracy that Kubrick filmed the moon landing as practice for producing and directing 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, and there's like... But like, those are just There's a one documentary, like, right, where there's like, apparently people have like found little Easter eggs throughout some of his movies that are like, they interpret it as like, like hints that he filmed it. Yeah, even in The Shining. It was like... Yeah, it was. I think the documentary was called like Room Two Thirty Seven or something, right, or whatever it was. Yeah. I, don't, I honestly, I think that's kind of bullshit. Those are people Listening, who they're looking for something to find. I and they're finding something to look for. Yeah, I'm a believer in like when I was rewatching that uh, Elon Musk episode with Rogan, mm-hmm. most recent one, he talking about when he put his. Right now, he's got his own Tesla Roadster which is the first car they made like years ago. Yeah, the OG one. That one is orbiting Mars right now. That's fucking cool. You know when they put it in the rocket? I'm familiar with and it. And put yeah. the car in space. He was saying that like when when like NASA would do uh rocket launch tests and they were actually going into space, they would just put they wouldn't put like a if if the plan was this rocket was going to take a satellite into orbit, and it was a test. They wouldn't put a multi, multi-million dollar satellite in the rocket for a test launch in case it blew course, up, right? Of course. So what they would do is they would just put like concrete slabs in the top just to simulate some of the weight. Yeah. But like if it blew up, then whatever, right? And he was like, so when they were testing the, the SpaceX rocket, they're like, well, what are we going to do? And they're like, oh, we could just do that. And he's like, that's kind of boring. <laughs> and one of someone, he, one of his friends was like, why do you put like a Tesla in there? Mm-hmm. It's like, that sounds exciting. And he went to his garage and he's like, I'll put my roadster in there. So then they put like an astronaut and like a, like a dummy and like an astronaut yeah. suit in the car. Right. But he's talking about how that that's now orbiting Mars. That's wild. And he's saying that obviously there's a lot of people that was when the flat earthers were going crazy and being like, these are all fake images. Right. Mm-hmm. And he says on Rogan, he's like, he's like, how do you tell it's real? If it looks fake, it's real. Mm. and he was saying because a lot of people were like well it's all black you can't see any stars in the in the pictures and everything and he was saying well a dynamic range of the camera can't pick it up that's true he's yeah. like in in space he's like here on earth like everything's like the atmosphere kind of fuzzes everything yeah he's like when you're in space there's nothing so it's super crisp and like it's super bright mm-hmm. and the camera dynamic range of the camera can't pick it up so it looks just black that's true and that's why when you see the the videos of the moon landing and stuff like that, and they're like, why can't you see stars and everything? It looks like just a black box backdrop. And it's a, a camera from like the 60s. It's like, yeah, it's even worse than what we have now. Much worse, mm-hmm. right? So it can't, 
I don't know. That was a weird side tangent. I, I, they went to the moon. They did. They did. I, I like to, I believe if it turned out they didn't, it'd be very sad. It would. And does it seem like kind of like a top secret American thing to do to lie to just to beat the Russians? It does. It makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 yeah, if it was true, if it was, if I did believe the conspiracy, which I don't, I can see, I can see how the conspiracy comes up in the first yeah. place. Oh, it makes sense. There's a lot of shady things. However, I believe it. Yeah, let's, let's get real here. Here's a potentially controversial question. Do you think... Don't take breaks. Do you think that all-nighters are necessary? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's because I did two in my entire four years of school. But the fact that you did at least one, I think there's just I I don't know if it's because I hesitate for a second at the specific word necessary. I was gonna say they're inevitable. Why do you think they're inevitable? I think when it's something like design or something like that like it just sometimes those happen you know like that one crown and filter episode with uh i think it's roy white the clay modeler the english guy and he was saying you know there were times where you know they'd be working halfway through the work day and one of the designers would come in and be like well we have um some of the executives coming in tomorrow morning and we would like to do a presentation for him. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can get the model done? And they'd like barely started it. Do you think we can get it done for tomorrow morning? Right. And he would always say, you always say yes. Yeah. He's like, you never say no. And he's like, that the beauty thing, the beautiful thing is it always gets done. Mm-hmm. And it gets done to a really high standard. And he was saying now in the, you know, in his whole career, it's not like he, did this every week it was a rare thing yeah but it did happen because people it's it's inevitable that someone's gonna be like can we get this done for tomorrow mm-hmm. or can we get to this and when you you know do you want to be that person it's like oh, we got the executives coming in you're working on this car like you're gonna say no like yeah you, you regardless you of can't. regardless of whether or not you want to lo- you think about losing your job but it's like would you're part of this team and you're working on something cool. Like, like, are you going to say no? Like, you know, you can get it done. And so they'd get it done. And I just think in, in, a, in an industry, a design career, there's going to be times where it's freelance or something where a client says, you know, actually, do you think you get this done for tomorrow? Yeah. You might charge more, blah, 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 or should charge more. But like things like that happen. Yeah. Deadlines, deadlines change. Things come up where it's like, all of a sudden you got to get this done. Someone ask you, are you going to like, unless you're already famous and super wealthy and whatever, are you going to like, just say, no, I don't need to. Most people are not going to, most people are probably going <laughs> to say yes. Yeah. Because ultimately it's something you enjoy. I, it's, you know, yeah, if your time management is crazy and yours was excellent. But I do, I do agree with you still in the happened. sense that there's unpredictable stuff that can pop up, you know? that that's the thing and it's 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 not like you know if it was like we got to speak to first years 
and they asked about it or if the topic came up, I wouldn't be like, you know, you should look forward to all nighters. You know, you should be doing three of them a week because it's not like it's it's not like there's a formula for getting work done. Or, you know, for success, like it's different, right? Mm -hmm. Some people just how they work, they might be their time management might be a bit shit and they might have to do more all nighters. And maybe that's fine. They'll get it done. Mm -hmm. Or maybe people just won't need that. I don't know. But like, I wouldn't say, you know, look forward to it. They're great, but obviously they're not fun. Sometimes they're just parts of it. They're fun, but overall they're not like, overall they're not like, if you're with other people, they're fun. The second half of the day is not fun. Sleep's always a bit better. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how fun it is. Sleep's always a bit better. Always. But it's just, I would say just prepare for them, right? Like, mm-hmm. especially in a group environment, which if yeah, you're working as a, in a career that blows. isn't freelance, or even in freelance, you might have outsourced bits and pieces. Yeah, that's true. Right? And you're still working for a client that might change your mind or be like, hey, actually, can you squeeze this in for tomorrow or next week, whatever, right? But in a group environment, if you're in a studio or something and you're part of a team, like I think a lot of the all nighters that a lot of us pulled were for group projects. Yeah. Trying to yeah. get multiple people's time management to all be on the same page and all at a high level is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Cause again, things happen. Unexpected things happen, right? You had a point. You can't that's the classic, right? Expect the unexpected. Like things are gonna I don't know. I, I also think I don't know. Maybe I would recommend it first session because <laughs> I think that's how I made all the friends I made mm-hmm. was through the all nighters through that grind you know? process in second year and definitely in the third year when I was more at school and less at home, you know, before I really knew people, you'd be working there and you're like, I haven't, I think that guy's name is Ben, but I haven't really talked to him yet. Yeah, I don't really know. And then you're there and you're like, well, I, we've been here for the last 12 hours. We should probably like Talk. go take a walk and have a chat like and like have a coffee. With him. Yeah, and, and you know, or, or you see someone and or you're trying to do like make something and you like make a model and you break it and you let out a big fuck. And then the guy, come, the other person comes over and he's like, yeah, dude, don't worry. I'm doing the same thing. I'm going through the same thing. Yeah. Like, and it's just that it's that bonding experience. It's a bit, a bit deeper. It's cathartic. So I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, it's like I think, the classic, you're going through shit, I'm going through shit. Let's be friends. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know if it's necessary is the right word. I Are they necessary? Probably not. No. In theory, but, in theory, no. In are theory, no, but like benefit? how off, you know, do, does the real world follow a theory all the time? No. Only the theory shit of Shit happens, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess, yeah. Einstein. Big brain vibes. <laughs> yeah, Einstein, big brain. Yeah, I don't know. But it's it's definitely inevitable. Either inevitable, I think. And, you know, I think it goes back to a little competitiveness too, right? Like, it's, yeah. which again, I think gets dangerous because there'd be times where I'm like, you know, even you and I, like, once we were living together and my time management was getting better and we were like getting shit done and coming home and have like, we could take the rest of the night off mm-hmm. and not, and not be risking, you know, 
not getting other shit done. Yeah. We had that free time if we wanted it. And yet we still felt guilty. She's like, well, if we mm-hmm. put a movie on, we got to be like sketching something. Or doing I at research. least like, need it, my laptop out. Yeah. Like it almost feels something. dirty to like not do something. Right. Because again, that competitive, like, well, there's other people working right now. Which again, good mindset. But very. Dangerous. I remember you would very mention dangerous. that a couple times as we were, as we'd be walking home at like two or three in the morning, trying to not get shot, and you would say, <laughs> dodging the bullets. Yeah, literally dodging bullets as we walk, like like Neo mm-hmm. in the Matrix, just like yeah. super <laughs> slow motion. But I remember you mentioning to me one time you said uh, you were like it. Oh, it it feels good to be to be like awake, knowing that you you've done work, you're doing work. And everyone else is asleep. Feels like feels like I've got a bit of an edge on the world. I'm like, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. It totally does. There's but again, it, as dangerous, right? Because there's people, right? Like if you're working because then it gets to the point where you're not sleeping or you literally have no free time because you're like, well, anytime I have that I can operate, I I can be doing something. Yeah. And if I'm not doing something, someone else is doing something. And that means they're winning. And it always comes back to that compare that competitiveness. And like, I don't know, it's dangerous, man. That's why I think, yeah, we're going to take Thursday. We're going to have Thursdays are off. Go do something mm-hmm. that you enjoy. Go relax, you know, go travel somewhere. Go spend time with people. Go, go do something. Yeah. I don't feel guilty about it. Don't have the time off and feel and spend it feeling like you should be doing something. Hmm. You know, take time off and feel like you're you're resting so that you can be doing something at a higher level tomorrow. You know? Hmm. That I think is to just, you know, circle it back to that. I think that's where that, you know, it's and again another Joe Rogan episode, one of my favorites with Rob Downey Jr., man. And he's talking about him, you know, leaving the role of Iron Man. And him being like, well, he just wanted to take a break and do some other shit. Mm. And that's scary for fans because, like, I'm a huge fan of his. Being Iron Man, he's he's amazing at it. He's the only one that can do it, right? And you're like, I want to see more. Which is like the selfish fan thing to do, right? Which is just natural. And he's like... you know, our culture doesn't promote taking a break. If anything, it looks yeah. down on you for taking a break when you're at when you're at your prime. Yeah. Right. Like Quentin Tarantino only doing ten movies. Yeah. Only and the, ever doing ten movies. Yeah, and that, he's got one left. Yeah, and that's what he was saying too. He's like, you know, when Rogan was like, you know, as a fan, I'm it makes me sad to think that you're not gonna make any more movies. Yeah. Because I wanna see more and 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 Tarantino was like, well, that's the point, like to leave you wanting more. And I want to end off on a good note. I don't want to end off with one of those, like those old boxers that think they can still do it. And it's sad. I want to fizzle out. And then that's what you remember them as. You know, you want to end off at your at your best, because that's what you want to be remembered as, right? But it's people get freaked out by that. Like, yeah, but like, you're you're literally the best you've ever been. How can you? How can you quit? You know, why would you why would you retire? You can still be amazing. You're like, yeah, but I just want a break. 
Like, no, but you, you, if you're, you're so privileged to be the best at this, to be at the top of your game, you shouldn't be taking a break. Mm-hmm. Right. You should be keep, you should keep working because why wouldn't you, you have to be the best. You have to win. Man, I, I don't want to win. I just like, yeah, <laughs> I just want to be happy. You know, I don't want to be fucking working all the time. Yeah. Reminds me of a, a quote from Neil Young in the uh you know the song my my hey hey maybe out of the blue and into the black maybe i'm not the biggest neil fan neil fan i was a neil neil young fan young fan but neil Neil fan worked as well i guess he's got he's got a line in one of his songs that says it's in in my my hey hey that says it's better to burn out than fade away interesting which which speaks to that speaks to that same that same concept i think of when you're at your brightest and then you burn out it's probably better than just slowly whittling down if you're a sad little candle and you've got some tiny little nub of a of a wick left and you've been burning for yeah 25 hours and you know or like the tarantino thing 10 movies out of there taking a break done yeah, it'd be much. Not gonna, it'd be much worse. I'm not gonna fade away mentally or creatively and just become exhausted during an all nighter from and the hours from four to seven a.m. are just totally unproductive. And I'm there because I feel like I have to. If anything, yeah. it's better for me to simply go home at that point, take the break. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's better listening internally. Yeah, it's better to be like. You imagine if Tarantino had made a real shit movie for the last one, and then was like, "Yeah, now I'm done," and everyone's like, "Ugh." Fuck. everyone's gonna remember that really bad one yeah you know it's unfortunately i was i just restarted watching the one documentary on netflix about michael jordan the the last dance about oh, the yeah. bulls and michael it's amazing if you have, even if you're not really the biggest basketball fan it's really really good and that was like with him like he he um came back in like i think the early 2000s i'm mistaken played for the Washington Wizards for for like a season or two or something like that. And it's not like he was really bad, but it's like you're watching like this great dude like kind of just trying to hang on for a bit and it felt like kind of weird. And we're back from our classic Wi-Fi <laughs> interruptions. It's okay. As is shockingly predictable. I don't know if you'd heard me. I just made a quick reference to that. The Last mm-hmm. Dance documentary about Jordan late in his career at the very end playing for a different team and they didn't do well and it was like kind of that sad like you're ending off with a a whimper instead of like a bang, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's how it should be, I think. I just go fucking you know? balls out. Yeah. Just just ex- just <laughs> blow something up. You know? Pl- at, always. At least at least make an impact. Is, yeah. is is i think is a valuable even in school right you know like we all you only finish school once depending on how many times you go back to school but you only have one opportunity to kind of leave your mark on that school and that system and sure the peers around you and if you can put in the work and the time and go out with a, a bang obviously in a positive way you know not that you fail out but that you finish with success you know finishing in itself is a successful thing 
you know, if you, you, you finish industrial design, you complete that program. That's something to be proud of regardless. But if you can sprinkle a little bit of other stuff on there too, like a handful of awards or so, it's not a bad thing. Flex. You know, people remember that. People definitely yeah. remember that. Um, probably wrap it up so that way the uh, the Wi-Fi doesn't shit itself again. We don't end up sitting here. It's probably in, a good idea. <laughs> blatant silence while the both of us are screaming. Hello, hello, are you there? Hello, are you are you there? Are you there? And it's like I don't fucking understand this Wi-Fi, man. Yeah, it's super temperamental. But uh, if anyone wants to donate high-speed Wi-Fi, then uh, send us an email to hide.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. We would greatly appreciate some reliable uh, Wi-Fi connections over Definitely here. Definitely would. As Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is the Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Hmm. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you stay tuned for tomorrow's episode. We have a very special guest who has not he's not been on the show for 103 episodes. Wow, that doesn't seem that long ago. It'll be 104 episodes as of tomorrow. Um, wow. But uh, when this gentleman comes back on, uh, we'd appreciate it if you listen to that. We won't tell you who it is. We'll leave you to do the math and figure out who's coming back. But hmm. it's going to be a good one. Yeah, he's he said he's bringing a surprise, something he wants to talk about, and Ooh. he was like, "Do you want me to tell you what it is?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." Leave me in suspense, and now I'm kind of regretting saying that. But we'll, <laughs> a little we'll scared, yeah, I'm a little scared too. But. A little scared, you never know. Yeah, it'll be good though. Quite excited for that. And uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. The process. Assembly required.